So tonight we got a message, and the title is this. It's called you "He Will Guard You." He will guard you. Now, I base this off of one of my favorite Bible verses. That we're going to turn to in a minute. It's Second Thessalonians three three. But as we said a minute ago, listen, we're not stupid. We realize that. There's a real enemy out there. There are real weapons formed against us. And, and the, I mean, I know that there's some people that, uh, that, that they stick their head in the sand and say, man, there, there's no devil. There, there's nothing going on out there. And, 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 you know, it's all manufactured. There's nothing going on. Listen, denial's not just a river in Egypt, buddy. You're in denial if you think that there is no enemy, if you think that there is no weapon. It's real, but I know that my God is also real. And, you know, again, I hear people, well, man, this stuff's no joke. I know it's no joke, but God's no joke either. The Bible's no joke either. All right. And so if you're going to talk about, well, this is bad and that's bad and he's doing this and she's doing that. And then we got this going on. And then they said this is going to happen a few months down the road. Man, stop it. The Word of God is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. This is the answer to everything that you have going on in your life and everything that we have going on in this world. And so, the title tonight is, He Will Guard You. And I want to open up our Bibles to 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 3. 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 3. Can we hear it for the Word of God tonight? Yes, Second Thessalonians 3 and verse 3. And this is one of those verses uh, that it's got a whole sermon wrapped up in one beautiful verse. I love that. And, uh, you know, maybe if you're if you're a preacher, you, you, you love that. But look, look at this. We've got three things in this verse that are dynamic and life changing. And so I look at this and I instantly see man. Three things that is a powerful sermon right here. But look at this verse, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3. It says, but the Lord is faithful. Somebody should say amen right there. Because <laughs> what if God wasn't faithful? My gosh, where would we be if we couldn't even have that very first couple words there? But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. That is the best news that I've heard in all of 2021. That God is faithful. He'll strengthen me and he will guard me from the evil one. That's really good news if you're a Christian right now. Now, if you know, if you don't, if, hey, if you're pushing God away, you got nothing to do with him, then I'm sorry. You don't have this promise applied to you. This is written to Christians right here. But if you are a child of God, you're a son of God, a daughter of God, you can stand on this right here and know that no matter what happens in this world, but this is going on. Yeah, but God is faithful. He will strengthen me if I'm weak, and He will guard me from the evil one. So what I want to do is I want to pray, then I want to dissect this verse and look at it. And tonight is a night of building you up and encouraging you. And if the world's been trying to get to you, if the evil one has been trying to bring you down, you made the best choice you could have made by coming to church tonight. This is your night, and you're going to receive the strength and encouragement that you need from God's Word. Let's pray. 
Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you that we have a church to come into. God, we're grateful that we can come in and open our Bibles and study your word. We can see the faces of other brothers and sisters, of other born-again Christians, other people that are part of the family of God. Thank you for the privilege that uh, that is. And Lord, I pray tonight that as we open the Bible, as we study your word, you will speak to us, you will teach us, you will correct us, you will encourage us, and you will help us to be more and more like you. And we thank you that tonight is going to change us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Somebody said? So number one is this. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one, the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Now, I'm going to be throwing some dynamite verses at you tonight. I, I like you so much that I thought, you know what, we're just going to give these guys the full send. We are going to give these guys some incredible verses. So take notes tonight. If you've got to do it on your phone, you've got to do it on paper, whatever. But take some notes because you're going to want these verses that I'm throwing out there. All right. The Lord is faithful. Now, no matter what we are going through, you have to realize that you are not alone. One of Satan's primary strategies that he likes to do and use is isolation. He wants to, for one, he would love to just isolate you and literally get you away from everybody else and pull you away from other Christians. And here's here's just a, a, a little insight for you. You need to be surrounded by other Christians. I'm just saying that. Yes, that doesn't mean that, well, we don't have any friends that aren't Christians and we totally avoid them. Hey, we're in this world. We are around people and we need to be the light of the world. But primarily, I am going to surround myself with people that believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He heals people still, that He delivers people still. I'm not going to surround myself with people that don't have any answers. All right? I'm going to... Be, I'm gonna have people in my life that, that are not Christians because I'm gonna be the light of the world to them, but they are not gonna be the people influencing me. I refuse. I'm gonna surround myself with Christians. But one of Satan's primary weapons is isolation. He wants to pull you away from the rest of the family, from the rest of the troops. Now, you know, if you're speaking on military terms, you've got a lot of you military guys in here, it's probably, if there's a, if there's one single guy that you're wanting to pick off out of the whole group, it would be a lot easier for your job if that one guy just wandered off from the rest of the thousand guys, and he was standing alone out there by himself with no nobody surrounding him. I'd be like, man, my job just got easier. Boom, problem solved. Now, Satan, yeah, let's get real. He wants to pick you off. He wants to mess you up. When you isolate yourself, when you withdraw, when you pull yourself to the side away from the rest of the troops, from the rest of the family, and you're an island all by yourself, you're a really easy target for the enemy. Now, another thing that I'm referring to in this also, though, is even if you're not actually isolated and alone, Satan wants to make you think that you're alone, that nobody cares, nobody knows the trouble I've seen, nobody knows what I've been through, nobody else in that church is going through what I'm going through, nobody else has faced this before, they've all got it perfect, that's a lie from hell. You are not alone, the rest of the family does care, 
The only way you're alone is if you choose to pull away and just go off and be by yourself. Now, thank God that Jesus will chase down. He'll leave the 99 to rescue the one. But come on, it's time for the one to start sticking with the rest of the sheep after a while, right? And so, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, flip there with me. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. I'm reading this in the New King James Version. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. But... The Lord is faithful. Say that with me. The Lord is faithful. You have got to get that revelation in your heart. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Now you've got to be sure that you can make the same promise to him. That you can say, Jesus, I will never leave you. Jesus, I will never forsake you. You've got to keep your end of the, of the deal too. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, New King James. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. I've seen that somewhere. I think it was 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 just a minute ago. This says, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, notice right here, it says that no temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man. Now, the New Living, it, it words out a little bit better. It says the troubles you face are no different than from what others face. Now, that right there tells me that whenever the thought comes to me, man, nobody else in there has been through what I've been through. Are they? Nobody else has faced this. I know, well, hold on, wait a minute. The Word of God tells me that the temptations, and, and that Greek word means temptations, troubles, or testings. That's a threefold word. So the troubles, the testings, the temptations that I face, let's get real. I, I'm not trying to, you know, burst your bubble, but it says they are common to man. You're facing marriage trouble. I'm not making light of it. That's a very common problem. And I'll just tell you, as a pastor, that's the most common problem that we get calls for is marriage trouble. And people come in all embarrassed and I don't, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, listen, hey, I, I don't want, I don't know what to tell you, but you're not the only one, brother. You're not the only one, sister. This is a common problem, and, and we're going to fix it. We're not making light of your trouble here, but don't sit there and let the devil tell you, man, every other marriage in that place is perfect. They don't ever argue. They don't ever fuss. They don't ever have trouble. No, we all do. That's a common trouble, and the devil will try to tell you that nobody else is facing that. The trouble's testings, temptations, trials that you face are common to man. But thank God that verse doesn't end right there. It doesn't say, your troubles are common, period. It says, no, but God is faithful. Amen? He will not allow you to be tempted, troubled, tested, trialed beyond what you are able, but with the tempting, testing, trouble, trial, will also make the way of escape that you may be able to to bear it. That's really good news. So whatever you're going through right now, God will make a way of escape. It's not going to take you down unless you just tap out and let it. But number two, you are not the only one facing that. There are other people 
dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with right now. And so that's not making light of your issues, but that is telling you, you are not the only one, and you are going to overcome it because God is faithful. Now I've got another home run verse, Nahum 1.7. Now some of you, that might take you a minute to find Nahum 1 and verse 7. That's here in the Old Testament. If you're having trouble, you can find it right there on page 873. 873. Yeah? Depending on what Bible you got, I don't know. If you got the exact same Bible as me, it is on page 873. Amen? Old Pastor Dave's in the market for uh, get this thing rebound, man. My Bible has been used so much, it is it's literally duct taped together, super glued together, and that is still not working. So I'm going to send it off to a company that's going to rebind it with leather, but they keep it for like a month. And I'm like, how am I going to go a month without this Bible? <laughs> uh, anyway, pray for me. Pray for me, guys. The troubles I face, nobody else faces. Amen. I'm kidding. Just giving you a little, you know, I'm just showing you some of the struggles that I deal with here. But amen, we're going to get this thing rebound. Just don't want to send it off for a month. All right, Nahum 1, verse 7, you found it by now. It says this, the Lord is good. Can we agree on that? The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. Man, I love this verse. That just does something for me right there, that the Lord is good, because Listen, that's something else that the enemy will try to start changing your mind on. Well, maybe God kind of did bring this into your life. Maybe God kind of did send this right there. And if Satan can start getting you to doubt the goodness of your father, he is opening the door a little bit more to start bringing it. Because if you don't know where the trouble's coming from, what are you going to do? Rebuke God? If God sent the sickness to you, what business do you have rebuking it? Right? But God didn't send the sickness to you. God did. The enemy sent that. The enemy sent the trouble. But the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. Now this is a very interesting line here. He knows those who trust in Him. He knows if you trust in Him or if you don't. That, I mean, that, that just, that's a kind of a wake up call to me because sometimes we say that we trust in the Lord because it's the right thing to say. But God knows if you really do or not. Because I'll admit it, that there's been times that I say, yeah, I know, I'm just trusting in the Lord. But if I was being real with you, I probably wasn't really trusting in the Lord at the time. I was just saying the right thing because it sounded good. But in my heart, I was like, what am I going to do? This is awful. This is all. What about? And, and in my heart, I wasn't really trusting in the Lord. But you know, Proverbs 3, verse 5, what's it say? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And so, it tells us the Lord is good, a stronghold. Well, what's a stronghold? It's one of my favorite things. It's a refuge and a fortress. Amen. I love a refuge and a fortress. And he knows those who trust in him. And so, what am I saying tonight? Number one, God is faithful. Don't you ever start to think, well, maybe God's just left me on this one. No, he hasn't. The Lord is faithful. You can bank on that. God is faithful. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You may have a weapon formed against you right now. You stick with Jesus. 
it will not prosper. Well, how can you say that? I'm telling you, uh, 100% of the time in my life, 100% of the time when I have been faithful to God, when I've really honestly trusted in Him and stuck close to Him, the weapon has never succeeded against me. He's thrown cancer at me and it failed. I walked out of that hospital. I, I got, I went in there crippled and I went running out the doors. I went in there with cancer in my blood. I came out with no cancer. Leukemia was gone. The Lord has been faithful every single time that we've stuck close to Him. Number two. Number one, the Lord is faithful. Number two, He will strengthen you. Because someone may say, well, I know the Lord's faithful, but I just feel so weak right now. Good news for you. He will strengthen you. If you're weak, He's going to strengthen you. And I imagine kind of, I don't know if you watch boxing or anything like that. I don't a whole lot, but it, you know, I'm not against it. I'm for it, but I just don't watch it a lot. But I imagine that my, my, my best knowledge on this is the Rocky series, okay? Rock, and, and church rule, Rocky 1, 2, 3, and 4, awesome. You don't watch number 5, that's trash. And then you can watch some of the later ones, okay? Amen? <laughs> All right, that's okay. That may be more of an opinion, but just skip Rocky 5. Anyway, Rocky 4, the Russian guy's just beating his brains out, right? And, and Rocky 3, Mr. T's just beating his brains out. But somehow, in the end, in the final round, he always gets this burst of strength and energy out of nowhere, right? And I imagine, man, some of us, we feel like we're in the 13th, 14th, 15th round, and then listen, the Lord is there to strengthen you if you're feeling a little bit weary right now, amen? I remember a few years ago, there was this Lipton iced tea commercial, and they've got a claymation, Rocky Balboa, he's getting the, you know, getting the tar beat out of him, and then his manager shows up with a can of iced tea. He chugs the iced tea, and then he's just got the straight, listen, if you have been going through it right now, you just need a drink of the living water. You need a piece of the bread of life, and that is all you need, and you are going to be strengthened. Look quickly. I forget how fast the clock goes on Wednesday nights. I'm going to go fast. Luke 22, verse 43, because I, I brought in a lot of verses tonight because I thought you needed them. I needed them. Luke 22 and verse 43. Luke 22, verse 43. Who's glad they came? I'm glad I came. Luke 22. And verse 43, and so here we have Jesus in the garden. I believe we referred to this just last week or the week before on a Sunday. But Luke 22 and verse 43, we have Jesus in the garden. He's praying and, and he's getting ready to be betrayed. Judas, that backstabber, is getting ready to sell Jesus out. Selling Jesus out for money. And, and, and so here, this is getting ready to happen. Jesus is praying, he's sweating blood, he's shaking, he's, I mean, he is in a moment of agony right here. But look what happens for Jesus Christ himself. Luke 22, verse 43 says, Then an angel from heaven appeared and did what? And strengthened him. I I mean, I'm trying to imagine this. Here's Jesus himself. Jesus Christ, our Savior, here He is. He's on earth living in a body, okay? He he decided to become one of us for a few years. He's down here as one of us. He knows what lays ahead in the next few days. And He's getting ready to be betrayed. He's getting ready to go through brutal torture. And He's 
praying. He's sweating. He is in agony of and God, the, his father, sends an angel down from heaven and strengthens Jesus. Jesus was in the fight of his life. He hadn't gone to the cross yet. He was fully aware of what was getting ready to happen. And then God, the father, strengthens Jesus. So let me tell you right now. If God the Father sent an angel from heaven to strengthen Jesus in his moment of need, now you and I have a risen Savior that went to that cross, rose from the grave. He's alive right now. You've got the Holy Spirit in your heart. You've got Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. You've got two-thirds of the angels of heaven on your side. Why in the world would I be afraid of what the devil can do to me? Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, God is for you. He will strengthen you. If He'd strengthen Jesus, He's going to strengthen you when you are in your moment of need. But what, is He going to do it? Is He going to do it if you're out there, what, just, you're, you're crying and listening to sad songs about how bad life is? Is that where your strength comes from? I don't even know who the most of the modern singers are. I'm an old man now. That's why I wear cardigans like Mr. Rogers. But back when I was younger, okay, you know, you're feel you're feeling the blues. I don't know why. You, you turn on some stupid pop song about how sad and depressing life is. That never helped anything. What are you going to do? You're, you're, is that where you're, if you're feeling bad, is it a good idea to just go watch some sappy, sad, stupid movie? What about go to your friends who are worse off than you? Listen, that is not how... He will strengthen you. He will strengthen you by going to the Word of God, going to the house of God, amen, singing the songs of God, amen. But listen, you're, well, I'm, I'm feeling it, but I don't feel like the Lord ever strengthens me. Are you doing the right things for the Lord to strengthen you? You've got to know where your help comes from. Speaking of that, I'm going to go ahead and turn over to Psalm 121. Psalm 121, another verse I was going to turn to, just write this down, is Isaiah 40, verse 31. Isaiah 40, I was going to flip you over there. But that verse says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's Isaiah 40, verse 31. Write that down. But let's look at Psalm 121. Because God will strengthen you. But you're going to have to go to him the right way. It's not going to happen because you're whining on the Internet or whatever it is that you do for, you know, comfort and strength. You're going to have to go to him. Psalm 121. I'm going to read the whole thing in the New New King James here. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And I like to put it this way. You know, the writer says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so, I'm looking to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My God made those mountains. That's where my help comes from. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Think about that. What is slumber? That's sleeping in. Wouldn't it be bad if you were having a bad day? But God chose to sleep in that day. 
It was his day off. And like, man, here it is. It's 7 a.m. and I'm just in a bad spot. I'm getting, trying to get a hold of heaven, but no one's answering. What's going on here? Well, it's God's day to sleep in. He slumbers on Saturdays. You ought to know that by now. No! He doesn't sleep in. He doesn't slumber. In fact, he never even sleeps. So look at verse 4. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day. And if you live in Barstow, you love that verse. I love that verse. Man, it's July 15th. It's 200 degrees outside. I thank you, Lord. The sun shall not strike me by day. Come on. It shall not strike me. Nor the moon by night. Thank you for that. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. I know, but there's a new form of the virus now. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Yeah, I know that, but there's a new gang in town. There's a new something going on over here. There's a new drug. in The The Lord shall preserve you from how much evil? All evil. He shall preserve your soul. Verse 8, the Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Man, I love that. I, I, I love those verses right there that God goes before me and He follows behind me. He preserves me. He keeps me safe. He protects me on every side. I love Isaiah 26 verse 3. It says this, that we are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. That's part of the Barstow Faith Confession. But, We are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Think about that. The enemy wants to plow you down. The enemy wants to absolutely come and mow you down and 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 take you out. But you are surrounded on every side by the walls of God's salvation. And the walls of God's salvation are no joke. That's not some chain link fence. That's not some chicken wire if you're a farmer. This is the walls of God's salvation. This is fortified stuff right here. Listen to me. Satan's not getting through that. But you have to keep yourself within the walls. Psalm 91 says that we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, if you're going to abide under somebody's shadow, you don't get it by, you know, being 10 miles away from that person. You've got to be up close to them. And listen, when you're right there, God has got you. So number one, the Lord is faithful. Can you say that with me? The Lord is faithful. Number two, He will strengthen you. And number three, He will guard you from the evil one. He will guard you from the evil one. Now, you remember how we saw in Nahum 1-7 that God is a stronghold in the day of trouble? Well, notice there that it says the day of trouble, Nahum 1-7. So that must mean that there is a day of trouble. Have you ever had the day of trouble, anybody? I have experienced the day of trouble. I have experienced that day. I don't like the day of trouble, but it still exists. But thank God that the Lord is faithful. When the day of trouble shows up, because it tries to show up for everybody, the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen me, and He will guard me from the evil one. I want to give you one final gift tonight, and that is the gift of Psalm 18. 
Psalm 18. I've been reading this. You know, I, I just, I don't know, I'm a creature of habit. I, once I lock onto a chapter, I just, I cling to it for months at a time. And right now I read Psalm 18 every single morning. Psalm 18 verses 1 through 3. Psalm 18. And this is, I mean, if I could just put in to some words how I feel about the Lord right now, this is what I'm saying is Psalm 118 verses 1 through 3. Because you need to realize, like we said, there's a day of trouble and there is an evil one. You know, it, it's it's incredible that in nearly every poll taken in the United States, the majority of people still believe that there is a God. There's a per- certain percentage that says they don't believe that there's a God. But most people, even if they aren't serving the Lord, they believe that there must be at least some God out there. But the number of people that believe there's a devil is a very small number. Those same people, that there's a God, but a whole lot of people don't think there's a devil. Now, I don't give the devil any credit or glory or magnify him, but I am fully aware that there is a devil. You don't believe me? Go find a demon-possessed person and cast the devil out of them. You will believe that there is a devil. I have done that, and I'm telling you, if you don't believe, that will change your mind. I've done it, and I've seen it happen, and the devil's real. Well, what do I do? Do I lay awake and I'm afraid of him? Absolutely not. The Lord never sleeps. He stays awake all night. So why should I stay awake all night? We don't, both of us, there's not even both of us staying awake, right? Come on. I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm going to sleep really, really good. So Psalm 18, verses 1 through 3. King David says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. And if you can at least say that, with a pure heart right there, not just say it because you say it. But if you can really make that statement out of a pure heart, you could say, Lord, I love you. You are my strength. I don't need anything else. I don't need some substance to be my strength. I don't need some person to be my strength. You are my strength. Verse 2, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior, my God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. You ever heard about needing to find a safe space, a safe place? I have found my safe place, and it is right here in the Word of God. Psalm 18. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, And my Savior, He's my rock, my fortress. I am living in the fortress. The devil can't get into that fortress. He can't. I mean, he's going to try. He's going to shoot stuff at it. But he ain't getting in to the fortress. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield. He's my shield. If something else was your shield, then you are in for some trouble. Because there's only one thing I have found out, especially in the last 13 months. There's only one thing that can't be penetrated. There's only one thing that doesn't change and can't be broken. And that is the shield that is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He is the power that saves me. He is my place of safety. I'm like David in verse 3. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and He saved me from my enemies. Is there anybody else in here that you went ahead and you called on the Lord and He saved you from your enemies? Man, maybe your own enemy was yourself. I'm not looking around, but you, I mean, maybe, maybe you were your own worst enemy and you gave, you called on the Lord and He brought you out of that selfishness, that pride, that arrogance, that self-reliance. Maybe He brought you and rescued you from yourself. Maybe He rescued you from some person. And I know this much, He definitely rescued you from the power of Satan. I know that much. But I called on the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and He saved me from my enemies. Now again, as we've said all night long, we're not promised that we will never face troubles. In fact, really, we're told that if we live godly in Christ, there will be troubles that come against us. But we are promised that if we abide under the shadow of the Almighty, if we will stick close to Jesus... He will guard us from the evil one. I'm telling you, that is the absolute 100% truth. And so, what I tell anybody that will listen to me right now in 2021, whether you're in here, whether you're listening online, or whether you cross me on the street, I'm telling you right now, this is not the day and the age to go wandering off from Jesus. This is not the time to do it. It's never been the time to do that. But right now, there are more weapons and attacks from the evil one, as Paul put it in 2 Thessalonians 3, that you need to stick close to Jesus. I'm not willing for one minute to backslide. I'm not willing for one minute to go back to my old ways and that be the moment that I hear a trumpet blast out of the sky, and I look up and I see Jesus Christ, the Son of God, standing in the clouds, and I'm right there doing something that I, that God delivered me from. I'm not willing for that to happen, and I'm not willing to walk out from the protection of God and let Satan attack me and my wife and my children and my church family. Listen, we need each other. You're at the right place. And as we close out, I'm just telling you, I pray for every one of you Every day. I hope you pray for me and my family, but I'm praying for you. I come into this sanctuary. A lot of times they're early morning hours, usually before the sun comes up. I walk around this place and I know where most of you sit because most of you are creatures of habit. You sit in the same place every time. I mean, Tony and Sonia have been in those same two seats for ten years, right? <laughs> they don't sit anywhere else. It's just, it's just the way it is, alright? I know where you people sit. And I'm walking through and I'm like, and I see your face and I am pleading the blood of Jesus over you, your wife, your husband, your children, your job, and I know that I'm not the only one doing it, but listen to me, you better stick close to Jesus right now, people. Amen? Because God is faithful. He will strengthen you, and He will guard you from the evil one. you got to stick close. Amen? Let's go ahead and call it quits there for tonight. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.